Hello and welcome back to the What the Derf Show. This is episode number 11. I'm Fred and we got Noemi here. Hi. And in this episode, we get into why everything's so crowded on a Thursday morning, 10 a.m. Go to work. Yes. Yeah. And then we get into a little bit of a runway story that I tell with a little bit of a surprise ending. Then we get into some mansplaining with questions from Pastor Pastor Susan. (gasps) (gasps) And it's all right. It's pretty good. A little more prepared this time. And after that, um, we get into the verse of the day. As usual, the Vatida. The Vatida. And before we get on with the episode, we do have a little bit of a shout out to do. Noemi, take it away. We wanted to give a shout out to Aguila Rentals in Chino, California. Our new friend Jennifer just started a business with her cousin, I believe, an RV rental. And if you are looking to rent out an RV, that's the place to go. She, She is a Christian who reached out to us. And is really enjoying the podcast. We really appreciate people just letting us know that they listen and that they like it. And we just wanted to do that for her. So if you are near Chino, California, or just anywhere in California. Yeah. She's got two two RVs. You know where to get one. We'll put the link to their website on our podcast. All right. Thank you, dear listeners. And enjoy the episode. Bye. Well, not bye yet. We're going to. Hi. Hello, everyone. Before we get started, I do want to mention that there is a way to support the podcast on the Anchor app. If you go to Spotify to the homepage of the What the Derf Show, there is a link and that link takes you to an Anchor page where you can set yourself up with the monthly subscription to our podcast for as low as 99 cents per month. Every little bit helps. It goes to our equipment and to the software that we use to edit the podcast. Thank you so much in advance and enjoy the show. I know what I need to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. I don't know if I feel like that was weak. You don't like spoons. <laughs> you don't like spoons. You don't like spoons. I have to admit, I went back and I listened to episode 10. I listened to episode 10. Lots of times. Uh, lots of times. And I edited it, it, edited it, it, it over and over and over. 68 different edits. And after 10 episodes, I've learned something new. What? I don't like the sound of my voice. Honestly, I do like the sound of my voice, but when you're hearing it over and over and over, I don't even want to talk. I don't even want to have conversation because I can hear my own voice and I don't want to hear my own voice when I talk to you. So I'm just just not going to talk to you because I'm tired of hearing my voice. You're not going to talk to me? I'll talk to you. I have to talk to you. This is our our gig, you know? You don't have to talk to me. A little bit of a a side job. We're not talking to the walls. I enjoy this. It's just funny because when you do the editing, you don't realize that you're going to be listening to your voice over and over and over and over. And then you listen to the finished product. And at that point, I don't care if this episode is good or bad. I'm just over it. Never want to hear it again. Or like if, when you have to keep going back to edit a spot where right after you do like a weird laugh. And then that weird laugh sounds really weird the oh. 12th time you you hear it. You just, oh, you I, I do gremlin. That to myself. myself, I'm calling myself a gremlin, not you. I know, I'm calling, I'm saying that about myself because when I listen to it, I don't really, I, I'm not really like, ugh, Freddie's voice. Usually I'm just critiquing myself. It's your own. Yeah. It's like, why did I say it like that? Yeah. So I, I understand based mm-hmm. on the time frame when I post. Yeah. The um, episodes. I post the episodes at two in the morning on Thursdays, right? Two in the morning because it's ready for your commute, baby. 
it's like, hey, let me get my two in the morning. Let me yeah, two in the morning. I thought it was five in the morning. I changed it to two because some people have been commuting at three and four and listening to it. By ten o'clock, really on Thursday, we have sixteen Who views. Does that? I don't. Oh, Eric does for sure. Eric, oh, Eric. there's sixteen views. So listen up. If you're one of the morning people, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I know it's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Good morning, starshine. The world says hello. No, the earth says hello. <laughs> I think it's good evening. So I just wanted works. to say good morning to those people. Okay. Speaking of work. Yeah. The other day I went to Fresno. Mm. We had to pick up some cable. They didn't have the half inch cable. So we got 500 feet of the three eighth inch cable. Okay. That's irrelevant to the story. Relevant. But that's just description. So you can picture the cable just in case I went on with the story. Then you're sitting there. What the hell kind of cable did they get? Now, you know, 500 feet. It was two hundred sixty seven dollars. People out there that would want to know. I'm just saying. Cliffhanger. I don't want to leave any any holes in my story. OK. OK. So you needed. To- <laughs> <laughs> OK. So-, so you needed the one and a half inch. No. One and a half inch is huge oh. for cable. We needed a three-eighth inch. Three-eighth inch. All right. Got it. So we go to Fresno. Me and Jose. He's my buddy from work. He's the winter guy. He comes from the water side for maintenance. Water side is a ditch tender. Ditch tenders do measurements for water for the farmers for the irrigation district that I work did he at. Avish, did he officially go back to working with you? He's back to working with me. And in the wintertime, he comes to the, the maintenance side because there's not a, there's no water. To give out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he does two jobs. All right. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty cool. And we're hanging out in Fresno, 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. And everything's packed mm. on a Thursday morning. Yeah. I'm getting hot right now. I'm getting the bubbles in my skin. I don't even know what that means, but I'm getting bubbly. I think that that goes, that falls into the, I can't like it. I can't like it. Dude, where, where are people going? Why aren't you working? Rent is crazy and housing is crazy in California. So if you're not working, that means you ain't got no job and you're spending money. So what are you doing? What are you, not everybody's a farmer's wife shopping at Costco. Okay. Yeah. What are people doing? On the roads at 10 o'clock. Right. There's only so Crazy. many Amazon delivery drivers and UPS and FedEx and construction. Everybody else is like, hey, let me go see what's at a, a Kirkland's. Let me go check out what TJ Maxx has at 10 o'clock in the morning you know what, on a Tuesday or Thursday. A lot of people are working remotely, too, so they take advantage of it. And they're, But it's like, how are, you, how are you always buying stuff? That honestly makes me so angry i've told you before what does it make you what does it make you makes me angry (laughs) (laughs) it makes me angry not makes me angry it just i get confused especially in the town that i live in yeah um and i tell you all the time i'm like and we kind of we we talk about this a lot in our private time you and i about how why why are there so many cars on the road? Tell me about it. In the middle of the day or even just like on a Saturday, like at 2 p.m. Where are you going? There's always jammed. Both ways. Both ways. Jammed. Both ways. And the and thing I don't is, understand. is it hypocrisy? Because I'm one of them. And maybe we're all just out doing stuff not to be at home. But the crazy thing is on the Thursday, people are spending money at 10 o'clock in the morning. I went to the grocery store today to get supplies. Mm-hmm. For burgers, supplies, hamburgers, <laughs> okay. specifically sliders. Okay. 
because I got the artisan rolls because those are two sixty nine for a twelve pack, and then the eight pack of buns was six uh, five ninety nine. So I just got the artisan rolls and decided I'm going to make sliders because that's a lot cheaper than the buns. All right, that's four dollars <laughs> cheaper than the buns. Yeah. And then I went to the romaine lettuce to see what I was going to get as far as the crunch, and the romaine lettuce was three ninety nine for a little fluff. And I said, Nah, I don't need that. The romaine. Yeah. So oh. I decided that I didn't want to spend that extra money for romaine lettuce because I was so I'm so cheap. But there's people on a Thursday at 10 a.m. going to Ikea. Crazy. Going, going to to Home Goods. Costco, Target. Costco I get if you're a stay-at-home mom. But I'm talking to Home Goods, TJ Maxx, Kirkland, Marshalls, Barnes & Noble. Marshalls. Chilling at Starbucks. How many people don't have jobs? Moving on because I'm just going to get mad and then you're going to get mad with me and you're going to rage in the car wherever you're listening to this. Yeah, you know what? I hope you're sweeping morning. your floor right now. If you, Some people are listening to the car, listening in the car. Some people are sweeping right now. Some people are doing their little little projects on the, the computer, listening to what the derf. I don't know. I'm just getting angry. I, I just want, I don't want to talk about that no more. You're Moving getting, on. You're getting angry about people on their computer? I don't know what I'm getting angry about anymore. Okay. So... What I wanted to transition into, and there's no clever segue to do it, but it's next on the list, and you're just going to have to join us on this journey, is Thanksgiving's coming up. You know what? It does transition very well because we're talking about a hectic mess and people on Thursday at 10 o'clock in the morning everywhere party. So it's going to be Thanksgiving. It's going to be Thanksgiving. What does Thanksgiving mean? That Christmas is right around the corner. And then if you watch the news, which I don't watch the Maybe news. Maybe that's what people are doing. I don't watch the news Which either. I don't I'm watch always, the news. I'm always out of the loop. Everybody's like, the shelves are empty. There's not enough shipments <laughs> for Christmas presents this year. There's not enough shipments for what? Well, apparently there's an update. For, for your three-pack of Axe body spray? For your men's grooming Christmas gift equipment, for your popcorn machine maker, to the second cousin that you bought a uh, you bought a Christmas present that was in reserves just in case you had anybody extra that's coming to a birthday party that you wrapped it on the spot. Who's going to the party? Then you wrote their name because you didn't want to show up empty-handed for Javier, a popcorn machine maker. So the shipments are empty over the season. There's not going to be enough presents on the shelf. Draw a picture. Make a picture out of macaroni. Write a letter, write a poem, give somebody a hug, be genuine. Gosh, I'm so mad right now. I know. He's not letting me put a word in right go, now. Go, go. Let me breathe. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had, I literally had to raise my hand and he still didn't listen to me. Like, I got something to say. And he didn't shut up for like two minutes. Oh my gosh. I was just going to say, or it doesn't even go anymore. Or it. just buying a toy for your kid that it's not even going to play with. is really just going to play with the box that it came in. As a mother, as a mother, Miss Noemi. What? Christmas is coming up. What would you like people to buy your kid? Nothing. <laughs> as far as a gift? Um, I would like for them to buy her small toys. My kid is very good about playing with toys. I prefer books. She loves books. But anytime anybody asks me, what do you need me to buy for her? Or what, what would you like me to get for her? Especially my sisters. Clothes, books, and then last resort, if you want to buy her a toy, she likes anything small. But kids. I, 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 I prefer stuff that she's going to use over and over again, and that's clothes, books. Kids don't like toys. They don't like they toys. They open it. They like opening things. Well, my kid likes toys, but 
she doesn't play with them. She just looks at them. Something that is optional that people should kind of lean towards doing is buying the kids stocks. You open up an account for them. Kids don't I, care about money, though. Do you, they don't know they get it. They get like a BS toy, like get them a cap gun, and then you for for two ninety nine, and then everybody put the other eighteen dollars into the stock account, and that way when they're eighteen, they're like, "Thanks, mom, for not getting me slime," and having everybody <laughs> put money in my stocks. Yeah. In Bitcoin, now I have money. My my kids built a little different, you know. Yeah. And everything she has and and yeah, if you were to see all her toys she's had from when she was a baby used heavily. I cannot sell any of it. It mm. has to be either thrown in the trash or given away. Um cuz she uses everything. Oh. But I she's not the type to just ask for a bunch of toys. Like she's not really if she sees things that are small and shiny or colorful, she, she's she's for it. Like Shopkins, you know what Shopkins are? Mm-mm. Free shout out to Shopkins, but they're little toys that look like food that have faces on them. Don't that's know, what she likes. don't know why it's a thing, but yeah. Honestly, she, I feel like I'd be amused by that. Yeah, she likes playing with little things like uh, Legos and oh yeah, you know, I like Legos though because they're they're good for it's good for their brain, the brain to create mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, create. So the whole reason I brought up the holidays is because the cluster of it, and I always hear people making plans like this month. I'm booked. I'm booked. Me too. I'm booked till next year. And it's crazy because if I book one more thing, maybe two more things, it wouldn't even be fun to me because it feels like the holidays come up. I need to do stuff, but you can only do so much before your body says, like it taps out. I was going to bang on the table. I don't know how it's going to sound before your body says, hey. Take it easy. Mucho take it easy, okay? So here's a little reminder. If you make a plan that your body, your spirit, your mind says, I really don't feel like doing that, then don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to overeat if you go to those three <laughs> different people's places anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. You, at the end of the day. I don't do that no more. And then your wife is just like, well, why did you eat so much? Why did you eat so much? You didn't have to. I'm not going to not try the pumpkin pie. Okay. The pumpkin pie at your mom is amazing. And we went there last. So I'm not going to save my appetite. So I had to eat a piece everywhere. I don't know who that is. Yeah. That remind I, you of somebody. The <laughs> yeah. I, I don't do that anymore. I used to do like, oh, well, all the families, you know, that are around. Like pick one family. That's where you're going. I like going to my, my grandma's house. The one that lives in uh, LB mm. because she always has finger foods. It's almost like she has the hors d'oeuvres, the hors d'oeuvres, the, the hors d'oeuvres, and they're always cheap hors d'oeuvres, random stuff, little mini meatballs on to- toothpicks and stuff like that. Mm. And then she, the, the Thanksgiving dinner, it's funny because there's all kinds of random assortments because a lot of my family's picky on oh. what they eat. Okay. Oh, there's lasagna on the table. This is like grown people. Grown people, there's lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> that's great it's just it's just it it's boggles awesome. my mind yeah it just it blows my mind me but that's grandma's house though. food on table i eat it like that's me <laughs> i don't even care what it is but speaking of the hors d'oeuvres mm-hmm. 
it reminds me whenever I think of hors d'oeuvres, it reminds me of the crap that I used to do at that catering company that I used to work at. That story that had you gasping for air. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. With the little people. Oh yeah. Um, there's more than one story from the catering company, the party helpers. That's a free shout out okay. for the party helpers. And I don't know why I started talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> but the party helpers does exist still. And they do exist. They're in San Jose and the same lady works there that used to be my boss from before. And quite honestly, doesn't really look like she aged. She looks pretty good for her age. Yeah. It's Christy. Christy. Yeah, so Party Helpers get the, get the free shout-out from San Jose. Not that anybody here is going to go yeah, there. Yeah, I found the website, and I said, hey, was this your old boss? And he was like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. So I did a lot of parties over did there. Did some research. Did some research. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of parties over there. I was 19 years old pouring champagne. I learned to pour champagne. There was, there was legit, when I worked at the Party Helpers, I couldn't tell you how many times my butt got grabbed walking by at a wedding by an what? older lady. And then she would slip a five 20? or 10, never a 20. It was always a five or a 10, but grab my butt, put five or $10 in my pocket, objectified. It felt like a piece of meat, but money. So, <laughs> but money, it was literally butt money. <laughs> it's literally butt money. <laughs> so Let stupid. me give you a five grabbing your butt. Do you like hors d'oeuvres? I love them. What would give me three right off the top? That are really good. I like anything seafood okay. related. I prefer, um, like my, my cousin's wedding, they had these little cups. My uncle did ceviche. Oh, and that yeah. was like, they just they were just passing them around. Just little shooters. Oh, yes. I love yeah. those. Um, those little, they call them salmon puffs, I think. Oh, yeah. I like salmon puffs. Yeah, I think I prefer seafood stuff. And then if they have like small egg rolls or... Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was one that I ate that was on, I think, a baguette. I I don't know what it was, a slice. And it was just a tomato on it with seasoning on it. That was really good. I don't know. But there was was one that I really loved from the Party Helpers. I like cheese hors d'oeuvres too. Just uh, to add that. Check this out. There's a a story associated with this. This is a double whammy. The first is a short part of it. Brie tartlets. Brie tartlets. I ate at least 27 of them this night. That's a little bit of exaggeration. Maybe 15. What a brie tartlet is, is you get a little pie crust. They're the personal size, the minis. You put that inside the the pan and then you put brie cheese in it. And then you put this fruit chutney on top of it. You bake it and that's it. It's a brie tartlet. And there was a night that I ate about at least 15, not 27, Mm -hmm. 15 of them. Okay. And this is a very special night. Because if you don't remember the party helpers, I used to work there as a catering um, for the catering. I did business deliveries in the morning for meetings and whatnot. And then on the weekends and at night, there was a sign up sheet for parties that I can go to. And that's where the tips were at. That's where the money was at. And I always look for cool people, look like look for who I'm going to vibe with. And then you look for what the party is. We as workers and employees for the business side of it in the morning, the full time employees, we got first picks. So I picked one. I looked on the sheet. I said, where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? I want some extra money this weekend. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there was one that said Macy's runway show. Ooh, models. Models. 19-year-old Fred. Models 
at Macy's runway show for whatever reason. Sounds and at like this point, time. you know, older older ladies are grabbing my butt, giving me tips. I'm thinking they're all they're all gonna want me. They're all gonna they're all the models. All the models are gonna want me. Okay. So I said I said, sign me up. Sign me up, Johnny. So I wrote my name down. And there were two other people working that party. Okay. One, All boys? No, there were two um, ladies. And one, her name was Mallory. And another, her name was Devra. Not oh. Debra. 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 So clever. <laughs> I can imagine that in, <laughs> in the when the baby's born. It's like, miss, what would you like to name your baby? I'm going to name it Devra. Do you mean Debra? No, Devra. I'm pretty sure you mean Debra. Can Debra. I just say my sister's friend wanted to name her daughter Coraline? And they told the nurses but her daughter's name is Caroline because the, the, the nurse thought that they pronounced it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, I'll fix it. Is I'll that, fix it. Is that Lily? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm, in my head, the, the nurse was probably like, I'll fix it, <laughs> Caroline. <laughs> He's like, no, it's, I wanted Coraline. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> that nurse should have fixed it to Deborah. Pretty sure you mean Deborah. So it's Deborah and Mallory. Okay. Okay. We're getting ready for the party. All right. We have these, we have uh, box trucks and vans. We took a box truck to this one. You have what are called warming boxes or hot boxes and you put your food and trays inside of those and you take it to wherever you're at and you have a little setup. This one was only hors d'oeuvres. But there was a lot of setup. So we took a bigger... Uh, oh, no. The van was broke down that day. That's why we took the box truck. Because okay. it wasn't too much stuff. So we took all these hors d'oeuvres. And they said they had oven on site. And we get there. It was a toaster oven. It was crazy. <laughs> so, oven on site? Yeah. Toaster oven? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why is that so funny to me? Because <laughs> you can imagine. They wanted to sound professional. We, the, we have an oven on site. <laughs> get there. It's a little... Ping. Toaster oven. <laughs> so it was a toaster. Great. It was a bigger one. Okay. You know, but the thing was, the thing was you could only fit so much in it at once. So we had a lot of champagne. It was champagne at Macy's. I don't know what kind of, you know, contracts or agreements you had to do that, do for that. But we had alcohol on the Macy's premises. It was a private event. And we had a lot of hors d'oeuvres. So we decided the ones that had to be baked, there was only one we were going to do. And that was the Brie Tartlets because it took so long oh, okay. inside the toaster oven. Oh. <laughs> and they were just like... like <laughs> a little easy, easy bake oven. <laughs> so, we have an oven on site. So, there was, there was, so we get there. I, so we get to Macy's, right? We see the toaster oven. We go see where the whole setup's going to be. And there's legit a runway with chairs and you everything. You got so excited. The same thing. Like when you see it on TV and you just have little people... The yes. little claps and people were smoking cigarettes and look so cool, even though cigarettes aren't cool. But when you're at a runway show, do you have I've an, never seen people on a runway show with um, cigarettes? Yeah. I, for some reason, I could picture it. Maybe that's just how my imagination takes off. Yeah, maybe it's all a dream maybe of mine. That's you. Well, the dream was fulfilled that day. Yeah. Okay. And you said, I'm about to get a model girlfriend. I'm about to get a model girlfriend. No, that's not what I said. That's not what I said because the off and on girlfriend at the time, I believe we were on right here. Okay. So it was just in my own head saying, the models are going to want me, but I'm going to have to deny them, you know? 
You just had your whole, it was a whole plan. You know how 19-year-old boys get? They walk with the chest out and think you're all sure. cocky, you know? All the girls want me. Sure. So I see it. I see the runway. I see the curtain. I see the lights. I see the chairs. Toaster oven is going. Brie Tartlets. And then this other, I don't even know what the, it was probably a seafood shooter. Just for the sake of the story, it was a seafood shooter. Just in case you want to know the other hors d'oeuvre that we served. It doesn't matter because we served a lot of champagne that day. A, an older lady did grab my butt this time too. Okay. Okay. Um, so we're going and I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. I wanted to make sure that I was serving all night. I didn't want to be the one cooking in the back. We made Mallory cook in the back. You wanted, you're, to, be, you wanted to be out there. Yeah, you're everybody. in charge of the Brie Tartlets, Mallory. I said, not it. She's like, okay. <laughs> so I'm out there, right? Runway's going to happen. Lady comes out. Hello, everybody. Thank you all for coming tonight. And I just want to say that we're really excited for this year's spread isn't that food i don't know but whatever the style is we're so excited and (laughs) and if you've been wondering what clothes are flattering to your body then you've come to the right place in my brain i was like that's a weird thing to say at a runway show you know but whatever i'm just gonna go with it okay there's all kinds of different body types out there so we're just gonna go ahead and get this thing started here's ashley then ashley comes out she's a big girl (laughs) <laughs> Ashley's a big girl alright oh. I have nothing against big girls but just imagine 19 years old runway you're thinking Victoria's n- Secret models okay so Ashley was actually really beautiful but she was a big girl at least 400 pounds oh yeah in heels and she rocked them she rocked them so I'm not in no way shape or form am I putting down big people in this story, you're just making fun of yourself and you're making process. fun of myself because I put myself in a situation where I thought bikini models, swimsuits, Victoria's Secret, Victoria's Secret, even though it's November, Adriana Lima, Woo! and Ashley comes out and she just works it. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Next one's probably a bikini model. And it's like, give it up for Ashley. And next we got Victoria. Victoria comes out and she's she's tall, at least six foot one and thick, a big girl. But look like uh, look like she could break me. Look like she could break me in two. And then I go up to Devra, you know, mm-hmm. hey, Devra, these models are kind of kind of big, huh? She goes, yeah, it's a plus size. It's a plus. It's a, stupid. It's a plus size runway show. And I, and I, and then you hear in the background, wah wah wah. Okay, but the thing is, the paper said plus size, but I'm 19. I don't know what plus size is. I thought it was like a brand or something. Oh my. <laughs> Husky is not a brand. Husky's Freddy. not a brand. Husky's not a brand. So, so Victoria goes back, give it up for Victoria. And then a Bethany comes out and a Bernadine. Do you remember their actual names? I'm making up names oh. for the listener's ear. Okay. I was like, oh So that way God. Eric Nor is not sitting there gripping the steering wheel. What are their names? I made up some <laughs> for you. <laughs> what are their names? <laughs> so oh, all these girls, there's there's five different females that come out, right? And they're all big, okay? They're all big. And I'm just like, after the shock was done in my brain, I said, (laughs) okay, 
It was cool, man. This is cool. I, I'm, I'm with it. My butt was still grabbed tonight. So my butt was still grabbed tonight. I'm serving champagne. I ate 15 Brie tartlets. And then I learned something new. And you want to know what I learned? What'd you learn? There are five different body types. There okay. are five different body types okay. that women have. Okay. And there's certain clothes <laughs> that fit okay. their body type. The first one is apple. Mm-hmm. The first apple is when uh, above the waist, you got a big situation going on. Okay, and then below the leg, below the waist, <laughs> every you carry you carry your weight above the waist. Okay, okay, and then the legs, like if you just gave me a picture of just your legs, well, who's that model? And then you go up and you go, oh, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> they don't carry no weight in the legs. Okay, okay. There's also a pair. A pair. All right. Yes. And that is when you've got a small brazier. And then you get to the hips, and it's just wow, okay. And your bust is small, your hips are wide. Yeah, and I learned that these don't just necessarily; these aren't necessarily just for plus size. These are all the body shapes. Yeah, but when you're plus size, th- it pertains to you as well. Then you have hourglass, and yeah. that is br- big brazier, small waist, you know, big, big hips, mm-hmm. and and that that I mean that lady, she came out, she was about three hundred pounds, but she was pretty attractive. Which I'm just one? gonna say the, the, the hourglass. Okay. The third lady that came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shout out to whoever you are. If you ever heard this, you're not going to. It's okay. There's the inverted. That is when uh, you have uh, wide shoulders, and then everything just narrows down to your hips. Mm-hmm. And then there's a triangle, which is different than the pair. I don't know how. To me, it looks the same thing. All right. And then I learned all the flattering clothes that you can wear for those body types. Mm-hmm. And I remember that. I don't really remember anything productive or that I can use in. Very critical situations, but if 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 somebody ever pulled a gun on a Starbucks employee and said, "I'm gonna shoot everybody in this place unless someone can tell me the five different body types of a female," <laughs> and I'm gonna stand up and be like, "Homie, I got you," and I save everybody in that that, that wow. Starbucks. <laughs> You'll end up on the news. You'll be everybody's hero. Small town hero. <laughs> Freddie Diaz, the small town hero. <laughs> the lady, oh, the lady's just like, everybody's heard the apple, the pear, the, the hourglass, and the, the triangle, but no one ever remembers the inverted. How did you remember the inverted? I said, it's my memory, girl. Brie Tartlets. Brie Tartlets, then walk away, not even answer any more questions. Be that. Gosh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I had too much caffeine today. That's what it is. That's what it is. So four hundred pounds did it for you, huh? Three hundred. <laughs> Three hundred pounds. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. I can, what can I say? It doesn't matter how how much the girl weighs, I'm still a man. And, and beneath the man. You find his nucleus. Yes. <laughs> You're just a simple man. I'm just a simple man. Speaking of men, <clears throat> Noemi, Noemi said, hey, Fred, hey, Fred, I only asked you a couple of the questions that I really wanted to ask you last episode. Last episode, we got into a segment called mansplaining, and this is good. And I'm more prepared this time because I'm not going to be hit with the curveball. I didn't read the questions, but Noemi said, 
We got to do it again. So, Noemi, yes. take it away, Please girl. Please let me take, take it, away. it away, girl. I feel like you've talked enough for a whole for week. three days, yeah. Okay, so last week, when I decided I wanted to do a segment where Freddie would have to give his two cents or his perspective, his man perspective, manly perspective, yeah. on questions that women have about men all the time. And when I originally did it, and I already knew I wanted to call the segment mansplaining, because it was just so perfect, and you did so well with it. There was a lot of, like, the men see problem, men need fix. It was, <laughs> it was just perfect. It was perfect. And just kidding. I don't even know. I don't even know if I was the helpful. The thing is that. The thing is that I should have I should have posted it earlier and I think that by the time other people saw it we had already started recording. So I didn't get to do Pastor Susan's questions what? or my sister's questions. So Pastor Susan has a few questions to but ask. Pastor Susan has questions? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me this before? I I I told you. I kind of gave you a hint my, on it. My I, back is instantly sweaty right now. <laughs> just like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. So this is for Pastor Susan <laughs> and for my sister. My sister did ask right. a very specific question, Let's may do I this. add. Let's do this. So my sister Liz. Lizzie. Lizzie. She says, oh, I have one. Talk to me, girl. Are you ready to mansplain it? Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Mansplaining with Freddie Diaz. <laughs> okay. She says, oh, I have one. Why do men space out when driving and miss their exits or turns and then get annoyed when we try to help them navigate in the moment? But when we're silent and let them make the wrong turn, they say, why don't you tell me it was my turn or exit? Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So that's Man- a two-parter. Mansplain it. That's a two-parter, Okay. Okay. Both, both have to do with their pride. Okay. I'm a man. I know where I'm going. I'm a man. I got this. I'm a man. I don't need you to tell me what to do. But what really is happening is that I'm trying to figure out what the purpose of the Blue Ranger was back when Power Rangers was around. Mm -hmm. Honestly, he didn't really fight that much and he didn't do a lot of chemistry, chemistry experiments. So, they only really needed four. That or make them not so wimpy. The point is, I'm thinking about something really <laughs> random, and you just broke my chain of thought. You just broke my chain of thought. I forgot you were here for a second. And, oh, there's Lizzie. My bad. I know where I'm going, Lizzie. <laughs> and then after that, at that point, instead of saying thank you, I, I'm completely aware, annoyed that my train of thought was broken making sure I don't make a mistake so no one says I told you so. If I miss the exit and then you say something, me personally, I don't. I never say, why didn't you tell me? I'd be like, dang it. Just reroute me, my bad, you know. <laughs> but I think once again, it has to do with pride. I'm a oh. man. I know where I'm going. Because let's just, you know, let's just go back to ancestral days. Men led the way. It wasn't women saying we need to go to a new spot. They're not sitting in the back. Mm. Why don't we just stop here? There's a nice waterfall. Yeah, say that. I don't like waterfalls. Say that to Sacagawea. <laughs> <laughs> so random. I think, simply explain, I think it has something to do with pride. As a man, 
it's hard for me to hear from a woman what I need to do as far as navigating. I'm not saying this is a correct way of thinking. Okay. If I am working on the car and woman says, you need a half inch socket and I go, I'm pretty sure it's a five eighth. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm mad. Okay. Okay. And then so it is a half inch driving, socket. So if you were driving, you, you wouldn't want someone telling you yeah, like, if it is a half inch socket, then I'm saying, lucky guess, get back. There's never any gratefulness. Mm. So maybe that is a pride that's kind of been embedded. That's kind of been embedded in us along the way to where man provide, man lead the way, man do this, which man, men are supposed to guide, guard and govern their family. Okay. But we're also, we are also supposed to lead with kindness and gentleness and firmness Mm -hmm. and not insecurity and pride. So, yeah. Yeah. Dang, that got deep. That got deep. Okay. I still don't believe you need the five Power Rangers, the Blue Runger. He could have got killed off in episode one. Keep going. Okay. So we're going to get into Pastor Susan's. There's quite a few and there's some that the questions are for me to answer. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Let's get it. So we'll do a quick answers quick answers let's okay. get it she i want to read all of them some one uh was a question that was already kind of asked and i think we went into detail with it but we'll just i want to read all of her questions if this is your first episode listening pastor susan is our, one of our lead pastors at the church that we go to she is the wife of our bishop doug young yeah she's all right, the so female version of chuck norris she's right up there i mean she's she's yeah she's the female version of chuck Pastor Susan doesn't sleep. She waits. Dang. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. The first one is the one that I said that is, it was asked before. Why do men get so dramatic over a simple cold? Okay. We've already done that one. Do you want to do it again? One. Just quick. Uh, men get over dramatic over a simple cold because they don't want to feel like they're going to get left out. Remember I said when a, a man gets sick, he can't provide no more. Yeah. So you get over dramatic because I need to be babied and pampered just like my mom did to me. And I still want to feel relevant. And honestly, I don't know. And to me, when I hear that, why do men get so dramatic over a simple cold? You know what? If all you got to deal with is a cold and men, I'm going to get so much hate for this. And men got to deal with menopause. Wow. What if a dude says, hold on, let me get the, what if a dude was just like, what's up with menopause? And why do you got to be so moody? I'm just saying, do you know what? I feel like I'm answering Pastor Susan at this. I would not talk to Pastor Susan like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying for the people listening, I, I'm taking myself into a hole. Um, <laughs> um, man, man, so are hold on, right hold on. He is so red right man now. Man just needs to suck it up. Stop being wimps. I'm moving on. <laughs> I plead the fifth on this question. Okay. Next question. Okay. <laughs> Some of these are hilarious, by the way. Let's go. Okay, this, the next one is, why do men all have the same love language? I think what she's thinking about is words of affirmation. Words of af- affirmation? I think that's the... That most men well, need most, to be told, like, "Oh, you're so." No, amazing. it's got to be the physical one. It's got to be physical. Um, it's got to be intimacy. I've heard her talk about uh, when she when she wants to make sure Pastor Doug feels loved, she will intentionally let him know he did a good job doing this. He See, did great doing that, this is, and this it is feeds his love language. What I've learned, and I believe to be, and I believe to be true, is that a lot of men were kind of. 
driven by a mom's compliment. You're the smartest. You're the cutest. You're the bravest. You're the so most it's just like handsome. Wired. It's hardwired. And I, I believe this to be true or a factor in it. However, I'm not like that. When somebody gives me a compliment, I don't believe it. You don't know what Get to do away with from it. me. It's icky. I think that also goes with maybe bad relationships you've been in. Do you ever see, remember the Titans? Like, this is very specific and only a few people are going to get this, but have you ever seen Remember the Titans? Yes. You remember when Hayden Pinetier throws a basketball to, to um, Coach Boone's daughter yes. and yes. she just curves it and she goes, I just did my nails all nasally. I just did my nails. Yes. With the curly hair, <laughs> curly blonde hair. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> That's what I do with the compliment. Okay. I, like, I don't know what to do with this. So that's me. <laughs> I just did my Doesn't she do that? Yeah. I'm just, okay, so okay. I don't I don't know why all the love languages is the same. I believe it to be physical because men are very territorial and maybe the physical is just a way of like claiming like your mind. Your mind. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And yeah, and that's why yeah, it's just it just gets it gets messy. <laughs> okay, the next one is my favorite. My absolute favorite. <laughs> Why do men? Hold on, sorry. Why do men see a deer a mile away but can't find the milk of the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's great. I'm crying. You ready for this? Yes. A man, when he's providing for his family. Yeah. In the ancestral days. He wasn't trained to see what's right in front of him. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're always on guard. Because that deer, it's hardwired into you. That could be the last time you eat for a week. So you're going to notice the things out far in a distance. That mountain lion, I see that because they're about to attack my whole tribe right now. So I don't, I don't need to see the bucket <laughs> so of water. You're tapping into your ancestors. You're tapping into it because that's the only way I can explain it. It's crazy. It's oh crazy. I'll be looking like, where's the lid for that Tupperware? And I'll look everywhere. And then it's in the first drawer that I looked in right in the top. I, I just right. go, why? And the thing is, okay, here's, here's something that I've never heard anybody admit. Whenever I'm looking for something, I'm overlooking for it. Before I open the first drawer to look mm. for it, I'm over it. Honestly, I just open it to say I looked for it and be like, I can't find it. I need help. And kids do this. Yeah. Kids do this. But you're still a kid. Like when Brandon would clean his room, he'd be like, I'll be like, clean your room. I can't clean it. I need help. You made the mess. What's the, what is, what do parents say? Whenever they say, I need help cleaning the room. You made the mess. You can pick it up. You didn't, cl you didn't need help making the mess. Yeah. So That's funny. why can they see a deer a mile away? <laughs> it's because men are wired to see danger and food. Okay. Okay. And the, the danger of not, the danger of missing out on the food. Okay. And I'm standing by that. All right. Okay. I, I really don't know why. It honestly frustrates me. I'm going to tell you this. The other day, maybe about two weeks ago, it's probably a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but just for your listening pleasures. I was looking for my car keys. About 15 minutes. They were on my kitchen table, not under anything, on the edge, 
right in the middle in plain sight, but I could not see them. You were like... I looked <laughs> everywhere. Wow. Everywhere. Were you, panic- almost, were you panicking? I almost just called in sick to work. I was just like, cause I, I was just like, I, I'm, I got 113 degree temperature. Pretty sure I'm dead. Cause that's how I feel right now. Cause I can't find my keys, you know, 113 <laughs> degrees, You're dumb. but they were in plain sight and I get them and I looked up and I go Alzheimer's God or dementia or am I just dumb? Probably the third one. <laughs> just kidding. Next question. All right. Next question. Let's see if we can answer these a little faster. Okay. Uh, why do men fight the navigation? This is still Pastor Susan. Why do my, why do men fight the navigation system while driving and then refuse to admit they are lost? Um, that may be. I'm not trying to age anybody here, but I'm so dependent on navigation now that whatever that says, I go. I don't fight the navigation system. I go with it. I go with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. You're just by the by the by the navigation. Yeah. I I I think maybe that's particular to uh, certain men. Yeah. PD. You just called him out. I didn't. What's up, PD? Naomi just called you out. I didn't call him out. I'm just saying she's asking because she's married (laughs) to a man. She's asking. I've never fought the navigation. All right. Yeah. And I've heard him talk about the navigation system before, about how they'll... And I do believe that that's true. They take you to the the longer route than the shorter route. Sometimes. and But uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. sometimes. Okay. This one is actually like... It's not really. I don't know if it's a question we can answer. No, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna answer this. It's just a good question. Let's do this. Why do men? And this is not bashing on men. This is bashing. Okay, I'm a man. Not even bashing on women. I will tell you. Why do men love us and sacrifice more than we love and sacrifice for them? Say it again. (laughs) Why do men love us as women and sacrifice more than we love and sacrifice for them? Why do we sacrifice more than what women sacrifice more for us? Yeah. So we end up sacrificing more? Yeah. Man. I know. That's why I told you. I'm like, I don't know. I think that's just food for thought, you know? Well, no. Okay. I think, I think, man. Okay, here we go. I'm not even going to cut out the part where I'm thinking because this isn't a part where I want to speed up to the answer. This is, this is a good question. And what I think is that when a man is finally vulnerable, I think a man can only be vulnerable so many times to the, to where he gets calloused. Why? Because maybe I kind of feel like that. You know, a next marriage is third time's charm. And I'm like, God, that's it. I can't, I can't open up anymore. So men can only be vulnerable so many times. Um. I think I think women, even though men, the the suicide rate is higher, and and are very out of tune with their emotions. I think women take longer to put their guard down, especially if they have kids. Mm-hmm. Especially if they have kids, or they're trying to. Women are always trying to uphold an image from the world, and how many women can just slow down, sit, do nothing, and just be comfortable where they're at? That. And be okay with that. They're always trying to go, always trying to do stuff. Can I add to it too? Go ahead. Because I think that 
that's there's truth in that. But I feel like also we've come to an age where, and I, I'm not, no one is superior for not being that way. You know, I was taught to be different than what is t- expected or what is told women should do now, which is you don't cook, you don't clean. That should be done for you. Or not that that's the only thing that she's talking about, but um, basically you don't need to do anything for your husband. It should be done for you. Well, um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that that is because there should be 50, 50. There should be a, as much as you take, it just is, sounds it should, ugly, it should be it should be 100 100 100 100 two whole people you guys working at it but here i take this out this kind of just came to me so you have a man and a woman in a relationship the woman isn't necessarily looked at and said you need to harden up the man is usually the one talked to to where you need to soften up the man always has to retreat take a take a step back the, okay the woman is vulnerable she's precious she's delicate Physically, your guys' skin, your lady's skin is thinner than ours, which is weird because y'all take scorching hot showers. <laughs> scorching hot. Ridiculous. The, the, where it's so hot where I can't even touch with my feet. Like it's, 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 like it's just like that. <laughs> just like that. Just like that. Okay, so a man already has to make the commitment. So a man has to commit to soften up for a woman. Okay. He has to. Mm. Even if it's just he's going out just to get physical and physical only. He still has to be vulnerable and get down to her level as far as the, the softness of a, of a woman, of a female. When it's in serious mode, if, if you're looking for a mate and a wife, the man is, is expected to do so much. He's expected to get down on one knee and, and ask for this and provide and, and to commit to a female or a woman or you have to sacrifice everything you are, everything you know of what you are as as a man to that point. Because the world's going to tell you what you need to be as a man. And biblically and scripturally and in marriage life, there's a different definition of a man. You should get ready for that beforehand. You know, take some classes like maximize manhood. But when you get into marriage and you have to be a companion to somebody else, it's a, it's totally different totally different yeah and you have to you have to learn patience you have to because your wife is going to your your wife is going to match your energy your wife is going to match your energy mm-hmm. so you have to be stronger therefore you have to sacrifice more you have to be i think there should be sacrifices but in different ways you know yeah D- different they're they're different and no one should feel like they're giving more than the other person is giving. Yeah. Because um, that's how you end up, I feel like that's how you end up unhappy of feeling like you're just giving, giving, and the other person's just taking and taking. And well, taking. if the, the energy is not matched. Yeah. You know? And they say, I, I think my mom told me this, but I've heard it a few times that a house is dependent. It, it, it's a, actually a Mexican proverb that uh, the house doesn't sit upon the ground but upon a woman um and that just means if you come home even if you both work and the wife or the woman of the house is unhappy upset angry the whole house feels it 
Yeah. You're happy. You make a happy house. You know, that you're the, 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 the feeling of the house is different when the woman is happy and content and, you know, I, feel I don't like know I, if that goes into. No, yeah, yeah. I feel like that. I was onto something as far as like what I was trying to say. If I had, if I was, if I was able to write an essay on it, I feel like I can articulate it better, but yeah. we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do mansplaining again in episode 12. We're yeah. going to finish those off on episode 12 and we're going to go for it. Cause this seems like to be a, a good topic. Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. We vibe. Um, she speaks. had another question, yeah, no, but it wasn't we'll go, really a question. We'll go with it, and then we'll go with the ones uh, for you as well. Yeah. And we're going to keep talking about men for for a second. Um, I just took a class called Maximize Manhood. It was a 10-month course, eight different books by the author Edward Cole, or Ed Cole. And he takes you on a journey. He takes you on this this journey in which you learn what it is to be a man that strives for Christ-likeness. You learn what it takes to be a Christ-like man, a godly man. And trigger word, godly man. Godly man. You hear that's trigger word. When you get into the books, there's so many, so many humbling details, whether you believe in God or not, in which what the role of a man should be. And a lot of it, a lot of it in all eight books had to do with, with insecurities and the indifference of men and passive men, quote unquote, wimpy men. And it gets into these, these details in which, which a man has lost his role or the role of a man has gotten foggy over the years. And we're trying to, we're trying to build it back up. We're trying to redirect it back to what it's supposed to be. Like I said before, the man's supposed to guide, guard and govern. And I think a good thing that I can do in this podcast for a woman or man listening to this is to kind of throw a couple quotes out there because mm -hmm. it's eight books and why not? Why not throw a couple quotes out there and how it resonates with you that that's for you to, 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 to accept. Okay. One one quote that I've kind of lived by since I read it or kind of held it close to my heart. A man who's comfortable with his strengths and acknowledges them can afford to lead with kindness and gentleness. I love that quote. Let that resonate with you. Hmm. Another one is, your children will not always listen to you, but they will imitate you. That's true. It's very true. So if you're having a hard time resonating with your kids, don't lose your patience. You just got to kind of keep fitting that mold, fitting that role of which a parent should be. Right. It's, it's such a beautiful thing. And here's another one. All right, this is the last one I'm going to leave with you. This one's going to be a paraphrase because this was about a page long describing it. That which has a glossy exterior usually has a fragmented interior. That which is shiny on the outside is usually dull on the inside. Mm. That which boasts on the outside, looks one way on the outside, is usually full of insecurities on the inside. Mm. Pastor Robert Owens talks about it. He says... There's a, a coin. There's always two sides of coin, but you put the dirty side down, you have that shiny side up, and then you surround it with stuff so nobody comes and picks up that coin. 
He's surrounded with all kinds of stuff, other other different valuable items and coins and this and that. So that way no one ever has the opportunity to go and pick up your coin and see the other side and how dirty it is. And I believe the next 30 seconds for whoever's listening, I could say that insecurities will get you nowhere. They don't build relationships. They tear them down. They build up walls and they never lead to words of kindness. An insecure man isn't a leader. Hmm. I've been insecure. I've had moments when I was younger, I was really insecure. Still am insecure in some ways, shape or form. But acknowledging it and knowing the, the battles that you have to face and fighting your insecurities is step number one. A man that is insecure cannot be a leader. How many men do you know can walk into a room and the room stops, the room silences? Robert Owens is an example of that. When he speaks, everybody shuts up. How many men do you know like that? Yeah. Pastor Doug. Pastor Doug. There's very few. Very few. Mm-hmm. You should aspire to to lead like and the, that. And, and Pastor Doug is so... Calm. Like he's just... Chill. Love. Like yeah. he's just so kind. He's all the good things. He's so soft. And there's something intimidating behind his eyes but he's so not in a bad way it's very like he's just sweet and and and, but the the room stops when he's speaking that's funny though like pastor doug wouldn't even tell me he would probably never tell me this but if you were to be like hey fred so-and-so's got a bully i needed to go handle it i'd be like when and where (laughs) but who's driving (laughs) <laughs> you know, when to go handle it. We'll just go speak some kind words and hit them with the Bible or something. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm not going to go threaten somebody. I'm just saying that's how, that's how, you know, that's the respect I have for Pastor Doug. Yeah. So an insecure man will get nowhere. An insecure man really doesn't know himself and is intimidated by things that might be better than him, that, that might showcase his insecurities. But insecurities also keep you from learning because you keep you keep building on the traits that cover up your insecurities. Mm-hmm. Let's just say you just keep lifting weights, keep getting loud, you you, you hide behind money. That's a, that's an easy way to hide hide your insecurities. Yeah, because it, it makes you feel good, gives you this temporary fulfillment. But insecurities will always lead to to emptiness. You're always alone. Because insecurities push people away. Right. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. So as a man, we should strive to fight insecurities. And if you're listening to this, you'd be like, I ain't got none. I don't ever want to talk to you ever because that would be a waste of my time. I ain't got insecurities. Everybody has insecurities. Everybody does. Yeah. All right. And with that, we're going to move into verse of the day. Verse of the day is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. I like Philippians. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer or petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Love that. Love that verse. I, Guard I, your heart. I picked this though. Mm-hmm. Okay. I picked this 
because of this misconception of a loving heart or or someone who expects people to not be so busy and show a little more love to the people around them. The ones that say that everyone, no one is too busy for anybody. People will make time for the things that they care about. That's kind of phony. Okay. We're all going through this life. We're all going through this life. Yeah. We're all busy. Yeah. We all got our families. And all of us are going to pick our families over the immediate surroundings. If my family is not that of blood, but that of church people, then that's still my family. And I'll pick that family. But I'm just saying, we all have our own thing. For someone to get offended, when let's just say, Noemi sends me a text, and I don't text her back. I don't text her back, and I see her at choir, and then she's offended. He didn't respond to my text or whatever. All right. It's nothing personal against Noemi. It makes her anger. It's nothing personal against Noemi. But at the at the time in which I received it, I may have not had the mental or spiritual capacity to give any of myself. Mm. All right. So do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Okay. So what, what was after that? Right after that. So, but in every but in every situation, by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, all uh, will guard your hearts and minds in your Christ, minds in Jesus, in Christ Jesus. I think, and I know you're kind of going through your no, go ahead uh, process there, but I remember I don't know if it's this specific verse. I want to say it is, um, or maybe it's a different version or a different verse, but there. There's a lot of parts in the Bible that talk about guarding your heart. And there's one that says, above all else, guard your heart. And we actually learned about this in a woman's group that I joined at church called TLC. Shout out to TLC. It's a great, it's a great woman's group. I love it so much. And they were talking about why, why guard your heart? Like, why is that so important to God that he has to tell us, you know, guard your heart? And that's because that's where all the deepest parts of you are. So if you allow the bad stuff, it's going to transcend so into you, things. It's going gonna, gonna, gonna to show. That's where if you keep taking beatings to your heart and you're not guarding it, then you will become hard yourself if you don't guard your heart you're going to interpret other people's gestures or communication you're going to interpret based on what your heart is at that moment yeah okay so why am i why am i saying this because usually when somebody i'd see maybe i'd see maybe like a facebook post okay it would say people are too busy people always have the time they're just not making the time okay that's that's not that's that's not an okay thing to put that guilt on somebody. Right. What you could I have know done? What someone's going through. Okay. Yeah. Especially if it, it gets deeper than that. That so and so hurt themselves. Oh yeah. You know you don't want to be living with that guilt right here. Right. It says do not be anxious. So he's talking to you, to us. Okay. So when we are when we are anxious, when we're filled with anxiety, yeah. we we shouldn't sit down and say people should care more. 
Right. I need outward interaction or people reaching out to see if I'm okay. The Bible scripture says that, but in every situation, by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. You're giving your requests to God. God, I'm anxious, and I don't want to be anxious. And I need this to go away because I, I know that you're going to be able to fill my, my heart with peace. And then the next uh, scripture, or seven says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. So the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Jesus Christ. So that anxiousness and anxiety, it isn't cured by somebody reaching out to you. So that should never be put on somebody else. That anxiety is is helped with prayer and petition to God who gives you peace. And that peace transcends all understanding and guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. So that way, nothing is taken personal. Nothing is taken wrong. Because if you have that peace in your mind, you know that everybody's going through their thing. So if everybody, somebody's distant for a little bit, you know, you know that that it's not you, it's them. They need their time and I'm going to pray for them. We're supposed to pray for each other and not take anything up the butt. Sorry, it's the only way I know how to say that. So that what you were saying about how people are like, oh, well, they're not reaching out to me. That means they don't care. And I think that those comments are those that the way of thinking is it does stem from selfishness because you're really only thinking of yourself um, and not the other person. I've been in a lot of friendships, which are relationships, you know, friendships with different females. Um, that they, I've seen them go through horrible things. I had a friend a couple years ago that her mom passed away. And every single day for a whole year after her mom passed, I would send her a message every single day. This doesn't make me a saint. It was just, I think God just put it in my heart. Like, make sure she knows you're there. She lives in, she lives in Georgia. And, but I just felt the need. Like, she needs to know that I'm here. Whenever she's ready, she can talk to me. She did not talk to me for a year. Actually, maybe every three weeks, she would send back like a ha-ha, that's funny. I would send her funny videos. I'd send her memes. I'd send her videos of dogs because I know she, I knew she liked dogs. I would send her random, you know, scriptures. And she never, and after that, we weren't even like best friends. After that, we were best friends. And she would always tell me, that sometimes she would open her messages and I was there and she would just cry because she was she was like I felt alone and at that moment I knew someone's thinking about me and I'm okay and the fact that you kept coming but I was I'm like that little engine that could you know like I'm just gonna keep doing it. it didn't bother me I understood you know she lost her mother and I did not leave her alone it didn't make me feel any kind of way and I think that Sometimes what people need to understand is that God did intend for us to be with each other. He didn't want us to be alone. But sometimes when you're friends with someone who cannot love you back or give you that attention back, we need to turn our attention to God. Because if we're feeling some type of way because someone's not speaking to us, I don't think it has to do with the other person. I think it has to do with do us. With us. And check this out. I'll yeah. go ahead. Were you done? Um yeah so when i was when i was in the 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 pits of depression right 
it came to a point where I had to realize it wasn't no training. It wasn't anything I read. It was just a revelation that I realized that nobody, nobody's going to care how my mind interprets the way they need to care. No one is going to feel how I project them in this expectation that I have to feel. All right. Meaning that when you're in your feels, when you're in the depression or anxiety, it is chaotic. The only thing that can pull you out is you. It wasn't a, so it wasn't something that someone could do or say. Mm-hmm. Even the times where I did call my therapist and we'd talk, she'd kind of ground me. I still felt it. Right. And I still had an outlet. So that's mm-hmm. that's one thing that I do want to say. Don't wait for someone to call you yeah. if you're going through it. Right. You need some friends that you can reach out and call. Also, it doesn't always have to be, you know, the other person's going through depression, anxiety. It's not always the case. And I think that sometimes people are like, well, if you were depressed, then I'd understand. Well, if you were going through anxiety, I, I would understand. Sometimes your life is just busy. Yeah. And I want friends around me who can understand that I don't always have time for them. But that they're still there. And you could just pick up where you and left off live, the next yeah. and conversation. That, honestly, I've been very blessed with friends who are like that, who have been able to just let me be. And then when I come back and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't yeah. respond. And, and they're just like, chill. it's just whatever. You That's know, like Jose. Okay. Jose, like I said in the beginning of the episode, he works air, we work for the irrigation district and he works on the water side in the beginning. And for four months out of the year, he works on the construction side. The water side measures and gives out water to the farmers. Construction side is what I do full time on the year. He comes over there. I hardly talk to Jose for eight months. Yeah. We don't, we don't check up on each other. Mm. Nothing. Okay. And that's how it's been for about six years. But come October, it's like Seasonal nothing. Friends. It's like nothing. But the thing is, just like the second day. Yeah. Hey, how's your whole mental situation going? You good? Um. And and it wasn't a phone call or anything. I I knew he he knows that he can call me for anything, and I know I can call him for anything. Right. But we're not going to check up on each other. We're cool. <laughs> right. Because if I'm not hearing from him, then I know we're good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think there's a, there's a lot a lot of directions that we can go with this, and I was a little passionate about that. The reason why is because I don't like to feel me personally because I've been the the victim of this. I don't want to say victim because I wasn't even I didn't even allow that to happen. But to where you didn't even reach out. Hey, if that's what you needed from me, then I'm sorry I couldn't fit that expectation that you had. I'm living my life, bro. <laughs> I'm living my life. And I'm trying to do all things out of love. Yeah. All, right, all things out of love. And you, everybody's kind of got to, everyone has to know how to ground themselves because it, it isn't, it's not an external factor that's going to help you ground yourself. And that's, that's that. We can go totally yeah. different directions. Just for the record, we're not therapists or anything like that. We're not licensed. And I know we mentioned depression, anxiety. We're not giving a professional advice. This is just experiences that we have for ourselves. And with that, that's pretty cool that I've had to say that. We've gotten to a point where I say that, you know, it kind of makes it official that we're bragging that we're not doctors, but we're on a platform where we got to say that. <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean, no, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you corrected yada, it, yada but you mean. still said it. 
<laughs> okay, I never said why. Verse of the day is over. Serious Freddy's gone. Okay? I never said why I went to Fresno. Oh, I did say why I went to Fresno. <laughs> yeah, you did. I didn't say why. You did say why. I didn't say why I saw all those other cars at the, the places around. Oh. Hypothetically speaking, I may or may not have stopped at Popeye's. Wow. During my break. Wow. Fake friend. And I got two chicken sandwiches. And they Dang. have a new sauce called the hottie sauce. And it's fuego. Oh, baby. I love Popeye's. Oh, the mic's right there. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Popeye's. Wow. Um, fake, fake friend didn't even bring any back. I owe you one. Even though I didn't see you that day. You know what I mean? Still a fake friend. And do you want to say? I just want to say that... I love my friends, even the ones that I don't really talk to all the time. They're all great. And I'm the little engine that could. She's like, she just keeps Alyssa swimming. Alyssa knows. Alyssa knows. She just keeps swimming. Alyssa knows that I don't give up. I'm like, hey, you want to hang out? No, I can't today. I'm really nervous. Hey, you want to hang out? <laughs> I'm really nervous that I bashed menopause about Pastor Susan's question. Wow. This is what it is. Pastor Susan, I just want you to know. Freddie did it. Ooh, baby. Bye. I'm not sorry. I will be sorry. <laughs> Freddie, no ever. Out, 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 out. Out. Hello and welcome back to episode. <laughs> Damn it. What is this? Hello and welcome back to episode. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to the What the Derf Show. This is episode 11, and we thank you oh so much. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to episode. <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> Today we talk about Red Wings. <laughs> and then Freddie talks about a 400 pound model. Oh. <laughs> Save it.